Welcome to Sisu Stories, where we all have a story to tell and a story to write. I'm your host, Dr. Danny Ratai. I'm so happy that you're here. You know, it's been a crazy week and a half or so. I've been running all over the place, getting things ready for the start of the semester. You know, being a, a mom, um, a, a wife, a, a dog mom, um, <laughs> I'm also trying to run my own business and um, things have been a little bit wild. And I realized in the middle of all of this wild insanity that I really wasn't taking care of myself. You know, I was, I was tired. I was achy. Um, I, my body just really, really hurt quite a bit. And I realized I, you know, wasn't taking my vitamins. I wasn't doing the things that brought me nourishment and that made me, you know, feel really good. Um, I absolutely was not taking care of myself, uh, the past week and a half or so. And it shows or showed because today is a new day, right? <laughs> so, um, over this past week and a half or so, I keep thinking to myself, oh, I should talk about that in the podcast. Oh, I should talk about that in the podcast. Yeah, that's important. I should mention that. And I think the more important thing to mention is what exactly I'm going to talk about today. And it's the concept of self-care. Um, I know if you're one of my students that you're rolling your eyes, but don't turn it off. I promise you. <laughs> it's not going to be bad, or at least I hope not. Um, you know, I, the reason I said I know my students are probably rolling their eyes is because we talk a lot about self-care in the program at the university, and um, it's this kind of mysterious notion. And I, I remember at one point asking my students, you know, what, what self-care even is, and um, the answers I got were really informative and ever so helpful in helping me to understand why they roll their eyes <laughs> every time we mention the, the word or words, phrase, uh, self-care. And it's because a lot of us, when we think about self-care, we conceptualize this idea of an industry, right? We, we imagine the really overpriced leggings or tights and the subscriptions to all these different beauty uh, subscriptions and different gyms and studios and all of these things. And um, not only is it a little bit overwhelming, but these things can also be really costly, right? They're very expensive. So um, when working with graduate students, um, talking about anything that's expensive certainly doesn't enhance um, their sense of well-being, does it? Um, I was a grad student, and while I was a grad student, um, the very last time I was a grad student, I was also very under-resourced. I had access to very little funds. I was working, but I wasn't earning much money. Um, I was, you know, a single mom. And so it was not easy. And so, yeah, I respect the eye rolls and the grumbles with the... <laughs> with a talk about self-care. And maybe some of you out there, you know, have that same feeling like, oh, for goodness sake, you know, it's just, oh, <laughs> I don't have time and I don't have the money because these things take time and they're expensive. And, um, you know, and it, I have to say that these conversations with my students really, you know, brought me um, to my own sanity because I realized that my definition of self-care 
and their definition of self-care were so very different. You know, we were using the same phrase, you know, self-care. Um, but our understanding of that was so, so different. It's very discrepant. Um, and, you know, even if you just Google the phrase self-care, um, you'd be maybe surprised, maybe not so surprised about the things that, that do come up. But um, self-care by defi definition, um, is, it doesn't necessarily involve purchasing goods or subscriptions. And um, as a matter of fact, so I, I'm looking at this thing right now that says, um, let's see. Oh, my gosh. Wow, this is amazing. So my former advisor, um, Paula Gil Lopez, she's quoted in this article. Oh my goodness, I just love her so much. And Paula, if you are listening, I adore you. I miss you. Um, she was my advisor, like, oh my gosh, almost like 20 years ago. But anyhow, she says, um, you know, she's talking about how we have an epidemic of anxiety and depression. And she says, you know, everyone is feeling it. And self-care is a part of the answer of how we can all better cope with daily stressors, explains another person. And so I think somewhere here, you know, in this article, um, there is a definition of what self-care means. And so um, the number of searches for self-care has more than doubled since 2015. So people are searching for self-care. Um, you know, it's not this self-indulgent thing and with like this concept of like negative selfishness. And the reason I say negative selfishness is because I don't think there's anything wrong with taking care of yourself, with being a little bit selfish now and then. And in a really positive and good and nurturing way, it's so wonderful. So Self-care, according to this article, it's in Everyday Health. Um, it's it's a, one of the first things that pops up when you Google self-care. It says, self-care means taking care of yourself so that you can be healthy, you can be well, you can do your job, you can help and care for others, and you can do all the things you need to do, need to and want to accomplish in a day. Wow. Okay. So, when I think about self-care, I think about the things that are my non-negotiables, you know, so the things that I absolutely need to have in my life to be able to function, to keep me, you know, at my baseline. And, you know, those things um, are, are pretty, pretty basic. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a very basic person when it comes to what I need to function in a day. And it comes down to those biological needs. So sleep. I need sleep. If I don't have sleep, I am a train wreck. I'm not going to lie. And those of you who know me, you know, <laughs> you know, when I haven't slept, it's not pretty. Um, I need sleep. I need good food. Um, you know, I mentioned in earlier podcasts about how I had gotten so sick and I had gotten this just awful, dreadful response to COVID and it has really just thrown me completely off the rails. And, um, you know, what's brought me back and what has kept me sane and stable and healthy is food. 
Um, and it also threw me off because I'll remind you that um, part of this whole post-COVID thing was that I got um, uh, I got celiac disease, and so I can't have gluten like in the tiniest little bit. It's um, I almost feel like if I walk past it, that I have a response, um, and it's awful. And I, you know, in the past loved anything with gluten. It was like my, my go-to like stress reliever, you know, a nice French baguette. Oh, oh my gosh. It, it was my joy. Well, not anymore. Um, so, you know, nutrition on the one hand threw me way off and it also brought me back. So, you know, I know if I'm eating a good clean diet without gluten, um, then I'm absolutely fine. And I got to eat all my fresh stuff. I love fresh food. I can't function with um, preservatives and things. Uh, it's just not good for me. And that's me. Like that's, that's what I need. So I need sleep. I need good food. And I need my people. You know, I need my connections. I am, I do not function well if I am not with my people who, um, when I'm around them, I experience great joy. And, you know, I just, I'm a, I would be very lonely and very sad without my um, connections to my people. So for me, those are my self-care. You know, those are my things that keep me able to do the things that I need to do in a day. You know, sleep, good food, and connecting with those people who I really love. And you'll notice that none of those things involve expensive tights. <laughs> Although in the last podcast, I was talking about my tights right? My tights and my wool. Oh my gosh. What a love affair I had with those tights. And I still, you know, I, um, yes, ballet class, here I come, but not in expensive tights. You know, I got the, the budget tights. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyhow, the, my self-care habits do not, you know, things that keep me at my baseline, um, absolutely don't cost anything. Well, the food costs something, but, um, it's nothing, above and beyond what I would normally do in a day. Um, and sleep does take time, but you know what? It's okay. I need it. And it's a, a, an investment that I'm willing to make in myself. So take a few minutes and think about, you know, what are your self-care non-negotiables? You know, get out, get out a pen right now or open up your notes app, you know, whatever works for you. And, you know, just, make a quick list of your non-negotiables. It might be that that list has one thing on it and that's fine because it's your non-negotiable and I want you to honor that. So think about a way that you can every day honor that non-negotiable, you know, whatever that is. Um, I've recently added something else to my non-negotiable list and um, that's something that I've added is saying yes to myself. Now. And this is what I was referring earlier to the kind of healthy selfishness. And this is what I mean. You know, saying yes to myself oftentimes means saying no to someone else. And that's okay. You know, saying no with grace and gentleness is good. It's absolutely fine. And there's nothing wrong with it because what you're doing is you're saying yes to yourself. And it feels really, really good to honor yourself and to honor your own needs. You know, I recently had to say no to someone else, which meant saying yes to myself. And at first, you know, it, it was really hard for me um, because 
I, I want to do everything for everybody, you know, and I want to be there and I want to be the person in the front row and cheering everybody on. And, and I was just always want to be that person. And I realized in the process of always being that person, I was falling down, you know, in this past, like for the month of January, I was kind of falling flat on my face because I was being that person for everybody else, but not for me. And um, so, yeah, I've added that to my non-negotiables list saying yes, yes, yes to me, yes to myself. And so much so, you guys, that I actually started, I wrote a journal um, for for my clients and also for, for myself that really focuses on the self and saying yes to yourself. And that's going to come out soon, so be on the lookout for it. But I don't want to spend too much time on the journal, but I do want to spend time about saying yes to yourself. Um, and maybe in that same notes app or, um, on your, if you have paper in front of you or your computer, iPad, sorry, tablet, whatever you've got, um, you know, think about saying yes to yourself. You know, what does that look like? What does it look like to say yes to you? You know, take a minute and, you know, just visualize what saying yes to you is going to feel like, you know, feeling your body saying yes to myself feels like this. I bet it feels really good, right? Saying yes to yourself. It's different than saying no to someone else. You know, when we say yes to ourselves, it feels so nourishing. It feels like oh, just glorious when we can say yes to ourselves. So take some time and think about that. Um, you know, oftentimes with self-care, you know, we have our non-negotiables and then we can add in other stuff. You know, we can sprinkle in things that we like to do that we, that help us to engage with our lives, um, that make us feel good. Um, but they don't have to be on that non-negotiable list, right? It can be, it can be the extra that, that we add, um, because it just makes us feel good. Like for me, it's ballet class which sometimes makes me feel good. <laughs> I'm working up to it. I'm getting there. Um, and also, you know, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be like the class, but maybe it's, you know, getting together with some friends now and then, or, you know, doing uh, a hobby, you know, a long lost hobby. And, you know, this brings me to a time when I was teaching in, in New York and my students, my awesome, awesome students, I, I gave, reminded them of a due date of a paper and they were uh, ever so upset and they were all like, oh, they had these horrible long faces and everyone was kind of doing like the quiet low grumble. And I thought, oh boy, what's this about? So I asked them, I said, guys, what is going on here? And um, coincidentally, it was around a wellness project for themselves. And um, they were just unhappy. They were overloaded, stressed. There was too much going on, too many classes, too many demands. So it was right when the, um, I don't know if it's necessarily an app, forgive my ignorance when it comes to these phone technologies, but, but you know, the thing that pops up that lets you know how much time you're spending on your phone, like the screen time notification. Um, I had just seen mine earlier that day and I was a bit shaken by my screen time. So I told them about that. I said, you know, I have to share with you. I 
<laughs> I was really disgusted by my own screen time because uh, I, yeah, I was spending a little bit too much time on social media. And, um, and then I kind of tried to excuse it by saying, well, it's for my job and I kind of have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, not really. Um, looking at reels of like dogs or pandas or whatever, um, certainly not, um, required for work. <laughs> so I asked them to look at their screen time and long story short, we ended up, um, deciding that we were going to try to scale back our screen time. And we had a couple of groups. We had some people who cut out screen time and, you know, FaceTime. <laughs> I can't talk this morning and I'm trying to talk to you. Isn't that amazing? But anyway, social media tried to cut it out. So a group cut out social media completely. I had others who just kind of cut back and I had others who didn't do anything. And let me tell you, the people who, you know, cut their social media consumption significantly, what ended up happening is they went through this period of like discomfort, right? The fear of missing out, all this kind of thing. But then they actually found out that they had been missing out on themselves and their own lives. You know, they, they discovered old like talents that they forgot that they had, like art, music, photography. Um, some people discovered that they had time to like walk around the city and enjoy whatever was going on, you know, in the different parks and, you know, things like that. There's always something interesting to watch. But um, I guess, you know, the, the point here is that in, you know, saying yes to themselves by cutting out social media time, they found all this time to nourish their soul. So I really would love it if all of you would take time to nourish your soul by saying yes. To yourself. You know, think about what might happen if you honor you. So I want you to try it for a week. You know, feel free to, you know, send me a message. Let me know how things are going with, you know, honoring yourself by saying yes to you just for this week. You know, maybe add that to your non-negotiables for your own self-care. All right, everyone. I love you all. Have an amazing week. And I will catch up with you. Actually, I'll catch up with you on Monday. I fell out of my rhythm this week. It's because I wasn't doing my self-care. All right. Have an incredible day. Great week. I'll talk to you soon.